Hello and welcome to Integrated Awakenings and it's me Maria and today we are talking about Ascension Black Sheep and Navigating Disorientation. Now, I know that for some folks who are fuck order or fuck hierarchy will not like the word ascension but and I know that there's like a long-standing debate whether awakening is something that progressively happens or something that just happens in the moment. I come from a camp where I could say that yes uh, samadhi awakening ascension states can happen to you like lightning bolts you know like they just happen by accident by fasting by prayer by who knows what right and an initiation some random thing you did and then sometimes they are a state which is just a knowing and it's you know the difference between for example you needing to learn how to breathe correctly like breathe deeply versus you just breathe deeply your voice changed your manner of being just changed right so i feel like a moment for when you felt like all time existed versus you live with a reality where you're like yeah time doesn't exist <laughs> is different Okay, so for example, for me around, was it 2016, I had like this very visceral moment where all programs around money and um, a lot of physical existence stuff, like a lot of thought loops around marketing, uh, society just died. Like I would look at the bank statement and I would be like, this is not real, like add another zero or minus a couple of commas i was like it's not real and i i had a hard time i was relatively young then so i had a hard time hooking myself into like a quote unquote normal state where i could believe money was real like there was a deep initiation for me of things being empty right and the thing is The same thing happened to me with time. So the fact that I constantly joke about, oh, time is, time's not real. <laughs> time's a circle. Time's a sphere. Uh, um, for your convenience, like for the language, for the convenience of language, I will say in a week, in an hour, in 20 minutes. But that's for convenience, right? I don't, I don't really energize the idea of the myth of time being real. Same thing with money, like there's this convenience of payment when I go to the grocery or when I like pay for the restaurant, but there's this deep, like the seed energy of that thought form genuinely does not exist for my vehicle anymore. And I'm not even saying it as a flex, like I'm telling you, the sky is blue. <laughs> like, it's like, I feel like... um Like, I don't even feel saintly about it. That, oh my God, you can't corrupt me with money. It's like, it's just, sorry. Like, the, the concept of its hook just died for me, right? And that's what I mean by the difference of state and stage. Because for state, you had a peak of that. Like, you, nasilipan mo lang. You had, like, a moment where that was true. Maybe you had shrooms. Maybe you, had, you were deep in meditation. But it's not your baseline reality. Those are the differences, 
Okay? So baseline reality means you just believe you just live with that truth, with that deep truth, and you can still kind of like operate in the human world. I that is my selling point <laughs> for integrated awakenings. Like you can live with a concept of time not existing, money not existing, the self not existing, um existence being empty and you can still do taxes. <laughs> you can still watch anime, you can still eat meat. Like that is my selling point. My selling point is you do both. Like it's not um <laughs> uh, <laughs> my selling point is that those things can coexist together astonishingly. Anyway, my point is that now why did I talk about black sheep? Okay, so the thing is imagine existence being a bell curve. Right. Just the bell curves of say consciousness. So for example, you're a quote unquote basic bitch, meaning uh you want money, you want sex, you want fame, you want the two-story house, you want the kids, you want the you know, you just you just want what most beings or people want, right? And basically when you like something, uh if you go to a mass market, you go to a mall, the thing that you want, the comfort that you want, the satiation that you want, the uh understanding and sympathy that you want exists on market. So for example, a women empowerment or sympathy for moms or something like that. So it is is in the market, right? <laughs> you're 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 in some way it's kind of like being in the middle of a size chart. It's it's easy to find your size because a lot of factories make that size. So it's very convenient is what I'm saying. Okay? Now, a lot of people who have ostracized identities can relate with this, but once you upgrade your consciousness and manner of being, a lot of the same way that I went to a mall and it was primordially empty, uh at least for me, like a capital R real was no longer s- nested there. Um a lot of the things just won't they won't satiate you anymore or they won't work for you anymore. So for example, uh for example, an off the rack heteronormative oh, fine. Let's say it's not even heteronormative. Let's just say off the shelf like nice rom-com or like nice romantic partner might not satisfy you anymore. Like you want a deeper presence. You want seeking now. Like let's say you're on the bell curve like you're on a 70. Uh maybe you want someone who's aligned with your karma now and your dharma. Maybe like you're shifted to the right a little bit to a point that you're kind of having a hard time people understanding you. And that's what I meant by one loneliness and two black sheep. Because when you start burning the karma of your family and society, a lot of the ills of society and of like your family, you just can't relate to anymore. So for example, uh an A-type family would be perfectionist, obsessive, um would torture themselves to be someone and then when they're quote unquote someone they feel like uh they're finally deserving of love, right? So a bunch of A-types, right? Um once you 
fully burn that karma. Example, for example, you're part of that family and you burn that karma. A lot of the drama, the pain cycles, and even the euphoric cycles of your family members. Like, you can watch it, you can witness it, but you no longer relate to it. You're no longer, yeah, they scored seven, or oh, they scored negative seven, right? Like, you know it's a drama. Like, you already know the ruse. So it doesn't hook you anymore. Like, you can still watch it. You can... It's kind of like watching a video game or watching a soccer match. You can cheer, right? But you're no longer like a real player. You're no longer like invested in the game slash story anymore. You bought out of it. Like you escaped. You escaped that little prison complex. You see what I'm saying? So it makes you a little bit of an alien, a little bit of an outsider, a little bit of black sheep. Now, some people achieve certain different gradations and levels of this. And this is why I say that there are levels to this. Because some people um, burn their money karma, but they don't burn their sex karma. Right? So their relational karma is still fucked. But they're free in a money level. You see what I'm saying? There's like, there's like stats to this. <laughs> So what I'm trying to say is that, um, for example, you can be sexually liberated, but money-wise, you still think like your parents, right? So like a lot of Hollywood celebrities would talk about this of how like they feel poor, even though they have a lot of money. So there's that, uh, there's that holdover of those past stories. So what I'm trying to say is that a lot of people, what stops them from going like they keep seeking the primordial truth of everything uh is that once they become a little bit of a black sheep they feel lonely or they feel disoriented so for example um if you don't for example for me i don't subscribe to a lot of like money drama um if everybody's circus involves like money's being married to status like, I can't go on a lot of the rides, right? I can watch it, but, like, it's not... Um, doesn't really hit my calorie count. Like, I'm not satiated. So a lot of people uh, don't want to pierce to eternal truth because they're still in love with the games. They're still in love with the circus. They can't walk... So that's the thing. Okay, so the prison complex metaphor... There's a whole circus inside. The reason why the Plato's Cave Allegory, the reason why you don't run outside is because there's a bunch of stories on a wall. You're, you're inebriated in love with the circus, right? So when someone's banging by the wall, someone's calling out in the garden to be like, hey, get out of the cave or get out of the prison. There's the way out. Um, if you're too married to the circus act, you won't leave because you like it too much. Right, And that's what I mean by when spirit slash God asks you to surrender. And it even asks you to surrender your bliss. Right? Your attachment. For example, your fe- for example fealty and uh, affinity towards country. Like, could you do it? That's kind of like why in the Bible, God was asking for sacrifices of like your child. Right. I know that some people don't get that, but that's kind of like the ask of surrender of like, give me your most precious thing. 
could you do it? Could because that's the thing. We have precious things in the circus. We have that favorite horse we ride, and we don't. We aren't willing to sacrifice it. Um, this is also the uh, how you understand the parable of if you see the Buddha on the road, kill it. So basically, there was this seeker who was like super devoted to this aspect of the Buddha, and they couldn't pierce to the ultimate, right? And their teacher was like. Okay, the next time you see that vision, you have to kill it, right? Because you're so married to that. Um, it's kind of like there's like 10 steps towards the top floor. And then you got so enamored with ninth floor features that you forgot to go up. So you had to like kill your attachment to the ninth floor to go up. So that's what they meant by kill the Buddha when you see him. Because... Um, some people, uh, when a lot of clairvoyant, uh, clair senses, a lot of these prophetic shit happens, it's kind of like another level of circus, right? It's kind of like, oh my god, I'm a prophet. <laughs> or, oh my god, I'm the chosen one. So there's no, uh, what do you say? Yeah, I'm a light worker or something. So there's this attachment, right? And if you can't yield it, you can't you can't even sacrifice that you can't go to the next thing you can't pierce all the way up that's kind of what i'm saying so uh i did say that i want to talk about navigating disorientation right so for example okay a lot of the rides don't work for me and then why am i still here right so for example me um time does not exist for me but i still use a calendar and i actually like doing pomodoro <laughs> so pomodoro is when you timer a 25 minute thing and then you do a task and then when it rings you stop so how do i live with that paradox okay so here's the thing um let's say you're an artist right when you're learning composition 101 i will use dance because i i dance um for example, they teach you composition, they teach you moves, they teach you how to listen to the music, uh, they give you some shorthand such as creating phrases by the eights, right? So it's like you're learning a new language, you're learning words, you're learning sentences, right? Then when you mature as a dancer, you have an intuitive feel for these things and you no longer count. Like you just tutu pop like you're beatboxing everything because it's a felt thing now instead of like a structured thing so a lot of advanced dancers kind of when you advance for example towards a certain hobby a lot of basic stuff don't apply to you anymore have you noticed that like some of the most advanced teachers or for example dancers cannot teach a basics class um I mean, some of them could, but what they usually try to teach is how to go from a basic to an intermediate. Meaning, instead of counting, they're like, forget counting. You ever had a teacher like that where it's like, they took you so long to like, for example, memorize the Analects of God. And then when you get to high school, they're like, okay, forget all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ever you ever like experienced that so for example you went through all of this studying so many recipes of french cuisine and they're like okay you're in the kitchen throw it out of the window right you've heard of spiritual teachers do this they're like okay you've studied 
okay, throw your throw your books in the fountain. That this happened to Rumi, right? It, his first teacher was like, okay, I know that you like a lot of books, throw all of it out, right? So there's that um, when you progress to a certain stage, you kind of throw everything out of the window of the previous stage, right? So going back to the dancer metaphor, okay, so they let go of counting. They let go of styles. They let go of uh, characters. Uh, what I mean, so when they say that education is an undoing rather a doing, that's when you kind of imagine like a little mountain. It's like you progress accumulating a bunch of stuff. And then when you get to the other side, you're kind of letting go of everything that you accumulated. Right. So imagine that dancer letting go of styles, transcending all styles, and then being like, oh, I'm letting go of music even. You see how like postmodern dancers are like that? They've even let go of music, right? And they've let go of the body, concept of the body, right? They've let go of characters like, oh, why do I need to make it theater? And then until, until they keep peeling, right? Until dance becomes life itself. Like everything is a dance, right? Or dance just flows through them, or the creation itself, they, they get to Bhutto where they just stand still, right? And that is dancing, right? And then you'll be like, what the fuck is this postmodern avant-garde shit? <laughs> but, but in a way, if you really think about it, if you, if you really feel into this like, story that I'm pitching to you guys, that's kind of like what happens to a spiritual adept. When you develop your spiritual body, right? There are stages where you kind of become avant-garde weirdo. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, I don't get the logic. Y- yeah, yeah. So for intermediate dancers or even basic dancers who want to do eight counts, if they go to an avant-garde teacher's class who are like, oh my god, feel into the presence or whatever, 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 they're going to be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Right? They won't be able to follow. That's kind of what I'm saying. So um, what I'm trying to really communicate here is that you have to be really honest where you are. Yeah. So if you're in the basics class of I'm still learning how to count my beats, I'm learning different genres and then which genres really speak to my soul. You're kind of at the level of, okay, I'm learning my chakras, right? I'm learning my personal soul talents. I'm learning my dharma. You know, I'm studying my astrology chart, right? Right? I'm studying tarot. There's this accumulation phase, right? And then you kind of pass that little tipping point, right? You pass that tipping point. And then you're going through an unlearning phase. That's kind of like what I talked about in my tarot episode of like, okay, so park all your foundational knowledge and then now ask your inner being what the fuck it's doing, right? That's kind of like a, I would say that's a 60. If 100's like full weirdo, (laughs) that's like a 60. Like I'm trying to transition y'all from basic to intermediate, right? (laughs) But the thing is, you need to have a grasp of basic before you can even unclasp anything. Like they said in Personal Enlightenment, if you have nothing to sacrifice, how is your sacrifice even a sacrifice? 
right? If you've done nothing in your life, if you've never really accumulated anything, how is it a yielding? How is it surrender? You see what I'm saying? So so it's like a donation. If you're like fucking rich and you give like 10 cents, how is that a sacrifice? You see what I'm saying? Or if you're poor, if you're poor, right? Um, and you gave 10 cents. To some people, it's like amazing because you gave everything you had. But at the same time, you were already destitute. You had nothing to lose. Of course, you're going to give everything. The the billionaire who gave everything is more laudable. Physics-wise, has more transmutation going on because they actually had something to offer, something to sacrifice on the you know altar of God. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that you need to be honest with where you are and accumulation phase is valid. Like as someone who like really loves dancing, the time in my life where I was just studying so many dance forms, obsessed with so much music, obsessed with watching so many videos, obsessed with analyzing, understanding a lot of masters, yo, that was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. So I feel like if you're a spiritual aspirant and you're just learning these different views of understanding spirituality developing your energetic body uh burning your own karma like that's great like enjoy it enjoy it okay and then if you if you hit some like classes you know and little wisdom hooks of people who are already on the advanced side who are like forget that don't don't do that anymore don't think about blah um, kind of just be honest with yourself if you're ready for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because if you're if you're if your finances aren't straight and you're trying to destroy your concept of time, I don't think you're gonna even if you achieve it, even if you achieve the dissolution of time. Um would you be able to pilot your device well if you haven't even sorted that straight? So, for example, imagine somebody going to the avant-garde dance class and they don't even know how to feel their body. Like, they can't even... If you tell them shift weight or, like, transfer your weight and they're like, I'm not even aware of my body weight, right? So it's... They wouldn't be... <laughs> It wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't work. That's what I meant. So if you if you don't even have like, for example, body awareness of like your energetic body, of of like of how to transform karma, of how to make sure your physical environment's okay in terms of like being able to command your thoughts, uh be of be a steward of your own resources, right? So that's money, shelter. You wouldn't, I, I would say that it would be ill-advised for you to go to an advanced quote-unquote class. And that's what I meant by there being stages. Yeah, and in the same way that you're cooking, for example, a turkey, right? You can't put it in the oven, take it out, and then put the stuffing in. There's a, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> the, the stuffing wouldn't bake, you see? <laughs> There are steps to stuff. So rather than thinking, oh my God, someone's the boss of me or someone's better than me. Yo, 
that's not it. It's more of like, if you already put the stuffing of compassion, if you already put the stuffing of self-mastery, if you put the stuffing of self-inquiry, right? If your chicken's full, and then you're going to put it in the oven and then maybe try ego death, right? <laughs> like, like maybe, maybe then you will like see if you could check out ultimate surrender, right? But you need something to surrender, <laughs> You need a level of mastery, bro, because when you take out the chicken, um, all of those things that you yielded into the fire of transformation will like permeate that stuffing flavor, will permeate through the chicken, and then the chicken becomes cooked, right? It's no longer hilao, or hilao um, is a Tagalog word for uncooked. Damn, I'm trying to look for like a better word for that. Um, inedible almost like that's kind of what I'm going for like it's it's not you can't yo don't eat that yet <laughs> so so I guess what I'm trying to say is that even what you surrendered isn't totally lost but if you're thinking like that you wouldn't shove the turkey in the oven you see how I'm like talking in a bunch of metaphors that might not be applicable to people <laughs> And thus, sometimes it's kind of hard for me to uh, stage these kinds of lectures slash journeys slash communication because some things are true at the 60-100 level that you shouldn't even try out on a 0-50 to level. You see what I'm saying? Because... It would be like putting the stuffing after you bake the chicken. Yeah? So there's like an order to things. And the thing is, um, you know, I've kind of just, <laughs> I've kind of just accepted that everybody is going to be a little bit of a mix and match. Yeah? And then people, I'm just trusting that people really 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 become fucking honest with where they are okay because if you're in the accumulation phase or if you're in the divesting phase just do whatever the fuck that is because that's where you are right and there's no shame with being one place or one in the other i'm just trying to communicate these features of the landscape so that you know what to do. Yeah, because the, cause the skills and the notes and the tips that you need to know while you're packing your chicken and the post the chicken, different, different, right? After you remove the chicken, you kind of like cover it, right? To seal all the juices. Like that's not something you do to an uncooked chicken, right? This is just totally different worlds. Yeah, and then, but people put it in one sphere called spirituality. But there's no acknowledgement of, at some point, the landscape changes. Yeah? And that's kind of like what I'm trying to um, really give to people in terms of discernment. Because I feel like some folks go hard and read Tao Te Ching or would listen to some talks that are like way too advanced for them. And everything's kind of useless. Like, it kind of slides all over their head. And I'm like, yeah, because you picked something that wasn't for you yet. 
You see what I'm saying? You're, and then you're saying it's invalid. You're saying you're calling it bullshit instead of acknowledging that maybe that wasn't for you. Right? So what I'm trying to communicate here is a little bit of humility and a little bit of self-awareness of where you are in this fucking process. And the cool thing is that if you have someone who's done all of that, you know, has done escaping the circus, living with people in the circus while you're not in the circus, yeah, that integrating backflip thingy, you can have someone who could have like an objective view and be like, okay, this is what you do, this is what you do. Right? That's the value of having a guru slash a mentor slash a guide. Okay? And I know that some people have teacher drama authority, so they don't like that. But I'm just saying, it's a map. Okay? Yeah? Yeah? Now. Now. Now, 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 now. This is like a big, big kvit at the end of folks who are kind of scared of big emptiness yeah of like wow i've read a bunch of lives and i can really sympathize with this because i felt what you felt it's like it's like sometimes i'd read like the accounts of enlightened people or even saints right you know they'd have weird stuff happen to them like bleeding hands you know mary got pregnant as a virgin <laughs> yo that's trippy <laughs> And um, basically, they, they just do weird stuff, right? And then some people would uh, be quite mean to them in terms of like, like there'd be accounts of poisoning this enlightened person because their mastery of their body can turn that poison into like pure energy. And I'm like, yo, you still poison the fucking person, Right, just because that person's enlightened doesn't mean that you can fucking do anything with them. So basically, I understand the whole. Am I gonna be a weirdo? Like, if I go to a hundred and then the world just ceases to apply to me, is that am I totally screwed? <laughs> it's like am I totally screwed? I'm so fucked. <laughs> and there's that whole, um, there's that whole drama of like. What if I totally check out? Like, you know how there's accounts of people who went so hard on a shroom trip, they've ceased to care about anything in the world, including like their kids or responsibilities or job. And you're like, oh my God, that is so ungrounded. I hate it. Let's never do that. And yet you, you read advanced practices and be like, oh, they are touching emptiness, right? So it's like, what the fuck? How do I... <laughs> So I understand that there can be a bit of allergy to, if you see the bell curve, to keep going to the right. I get it. I get it. Sometimes you get a bunch of like cool shit at around 70 and 80 and you're like, I'm happy with my cool shit. I don't need to keep going. Like I get it. I get it. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, but here's the thing though. Um... I feel like, and I've mentioned this in the previous podcast, all those saints and masters, send ambassadors, uh, enlightenment folks, they've kind of solved that dilemma of everything is empty. I don't really need to be here, and yet I am here. 
and have kind of just dealt with operating here in this world even if they have zero ego desire anymore. Like they solved that, right? And I do want to say that it's doable, okay? Um, I don't know how many... Fo- I don't like using the word enlightened for myself, but I have had really prolonged states of deep emptiness where I was scared that I would not have any desire to do anything. Like it was a very deep, deep, deep like annihilation. So um, the fact that I still have a podcast... <laughs> The, the fact that I still like K-pop, um, the fact that I can still say, hi, it's me, Maria, meaning I can still, you know, use language enough that I know I have a persona, right? You know, pretend to have a persona, but <laughs> my point is, my point is that you can do both, right? Just because I think time does not exist doesn't mean that I can't show up to meetings on time right and doesn't mean that um when you go all the way up to a hundred that you can't pretend to put on masks and you know live around a world that operates on a 60 or on a 70 right i could you could still watch movies you could you could still get a boyfriend (laughs) you can still set up arbitrary goals for yourself for what for nothing you know just because you wanted to participate. Just because your human is lonely, right? So, I'm just trying to say... I'm just trying to say... You can be a full weirdo and pretend you're not too weird. Damn, that's that sounds so odd when I say it like that. <laughs> it's so mm, it's a weird. But, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you reach 100 or you're skidding on the 90s... Yeah, you're skidding on the 90s and right. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. You could... You can still find a way to operate in the world. Even without being like a guru, a healer, a priest or something. Okay? Okay? You could have a householder bath. You can have an integrated bath. You can have an honest bath. Yeah? And you could enjoy your absolute freedom. You know how... You know how... When somebody tells you to do something, you kind of don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so for example, you wanted to bake brownies and then somebody like coerced you into baking brownies or manipulated. And you're like, dang, now I don't want to do it, right? But what if you just bake brownies because you wanted to do it slash... Because it was something to do. That's kind of like this. You're no longer compelled to do anything. Slash coerced to do anything. And you don't even have like an ego to be like, Oh my god, I bake brownies! No. There's just the baking of the brownies. It's chop wood, carry water, bullshit from the Zens. Um, And that's kind of what I'm saying. You can still bake brownies. There's just less shit. <laughs> There's just less noise around the baking of the brownies. There's no you baking brownies too, you know, in a way, right? So, because you are the baking. Oh, okay, I'm going to stop with that. <laughs> I'm going to stop with that because I know that's not going to like 
land with most folks. But anyway, anyway, I'm just seeding that whole idea of you can still participate in quote-unquote everyday life. Yeah? And thus, the black sheep can wear white sheep clothing. And that's it. That's all I got for this episode. If you have any ascension symptoms... Wow, that's such a weird thing to say again. Um, If you have any weird awakening symptoms, like, oh my god, I suddenly don't care about certain kinds of dramas and I'm so disoriented and shit like that. Or if you want to learn basic stuff, right? If you want to learn those body awareness karma stuff that I was mentioning, do book a session with me. I I do pitch myself as kind of like a roadmap guide. Like, I channel maps to the divine. So I can give you a map of, like, where you are and then what you could do, what you should prioritize in terms of, like, where you are. And if you're having some downloads that you cannot handle by yourself, I could also, like, help you out with that. So anyway, do DM me. Do forward this to anybody who you think would benefit from this. And then, yeah, that's it. Ciao.